0: Your day started connecting
1: faith to life. Back to Austin Hill in the morning.
0: We need business. We need businesses, new businesses to be created on an ongoing basis in order to have a stable and prosperous society. That's that's just a reality for any country, uh, not just the U.S., but any other region of the world as well. Bill English, publisher of Bibleandbusiness.com. He is a CEO, an entrepreneur, and a psychologist and a seminary grad. All at the same time, he's with us in studio as we talk about this, um, uh, this, this very serious problem. It is looming. We're feeling the pain now, and it's likely to get worse before it gets better. About how far back, as you pinpoint, about how far back do we go with this trend of losing more businesses
1: than we produce new ones? It started in 2007 based on the numbers that I could find from the Commerce Department. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, it's, been, it's really a result of the economic downturn, and we have not reversed this trend uh, since then.
0: Um, how serious is that in, in your estimation?
1: Well, it's highly serious. Most of the uh, great businesses that we have today, Microsoft, Apple... Um, I I could go on and name others. They all, you know, Hewlett-Packard and and many others started in garages back in the 70s, and they were new businesses that started. And when you don't have new business creation, you uh, don't have future great businesses down the road, and you don't have good uh, employment numbers now. Half of our employment in America is with businesses that employ 100 or fewer employees, half small of the payroll, businesses yeah small business half of the half the payroll is there yeah so
0: your your point here it sounds like is we're feeling the pain of this trend
1: right now and we're going to feel it for some time to come until we start to reverse it uh, this is a long term thing austin
0: yeah. Uh, Bill English, publisher of Bibleandbusiness.com, in studio with us, uh, once again here on Faith Radio. Um, there is a, uh, a nonprofit group, and I, I just to be perfectly clear, I'm not particularly fond of them. As a matter of fact, uh, by definition, they are a secular humanist group. Uh, they're called the Aspen Institute, like the name Aspen is in mm-hmm. Aspen, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And um, they, uh, they advocate for things that I think oftentimes are very unbiblical and things that I just personally uh find very distasteful however <laughs> however semicolon uh they produced a very interesting and they've actually been reporting on this trend uh, not going all the way back to 07 but back to 2009 they have published uh research papers on the lack of business creation and at the end of 2014 in december of last year they published this uh Rather striking report that i I think they're on to some important truths. They're saying you know we don't really encourage children or teach children uh, to be entrepreneurial and uh, we don't we don't teach kids uh, what what it is to be entrepreneurial or what it means or why be entrepreneurial. we don't inculcate an entrepreneurial mindset. What what do you make of that, the lack of an entrepreneurial mindset in uh, kids' education?
1: Well, you know, I'm 54. I grew up in the 60s, graduated high school in 79. I don't remember anybody teaching me how to run a business or how to start a business or why that was important. It just didn't happen. I don't know Mm -hmm. about you. You and I are the same age. Did you have that experience? I'm a little bit younger. But anyway... uh...
0: No, no, I did. I was not taught that. I absolutely was not taught that. And as a matter of fact, part of the research with uh, with the Aspen Institute is that is they point out uh, the fact that you know Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Thomas Edison, they weren't taught entrepreneurship either. They didn't take entrepreneurship classes in public uh, public schools, and they make the point to say they thrived. They they tried and they thrived as business owners despite their environment. I would say much the same thing about you. I I've. One when I know about business, I, I figured out – I didn't even study business in college or in grad school. I picked this up uh, I, I by reading as much as I can and following other entrepreneurs and watching what works and what doesn't work. So it's something that some people seem to absorb almost by osmosis of some sort.
1: Yeah, and, and some, for some people, it's just built in. But look, uh, there is a meta-message today in our society, and especially in the political realms, I believe you, – you're welcome to disagree with me here – that uh, – starting a business and becoming rich is somehow bad mm-hmm. it's somehow immoral and it's and yet without the without the rich in our society we're not going to have investors uh, to come in and help new businesses get started and so uh, yeah we we definitely need to be teaching entrepreneurship uh, at all levels of uh, life in my estimation
0: all right and and i would concur i believe you have some uh, some interesting insights bill english on how the church can fulfill a role in that regard. And uh, the reality that there is an entrepreneurial spirit among many churches, whether the pastor or the elders or the prisoners uh, recognize it or not. So let's talk about uh, the church providing solutions and ministering in this very important area. We'll continue with Bill English and just a moment. It's now 7.15. This is the Faith Radio Network. I'm Austin Hill. Stay with us.
1: Back to Austin Hill in the morning. Questions or comments for the show? You can leave them on our show page
0: at myfaithradio.com. It's 717 Central Time from Faith Radio Breakpoints with Eric Fantaxis and John Stone Street. On the way, just about nine minutes from now, and about 7.35, we'll talk about some good news on Christian evangelism in the Islamic world. Stand by for that. Bill English, our guest uh, in studio once again. He's the publisher of Bibleandbusiness.com, an entrepreneur, a business owner, and a psychologist, among other things. Talking about uh, developing an entrepreneurial mindset among children and uh, trying to stem the tide of this very destructive trend in our country. We're losing more businesses than we are producing new ones I've heard you say that you believe that uh, most pastors are really pretty entrepreneurial
1: at oh heart. yes oh by all means when you see how pastors uh, structure their Sunday morning services they may not think of themselves as entrepreneurs but boy they have it in their gut I mean they really they really understand how to reach the masses many of them do so yeah i think I think most pastors and most missionaries are entrepreneurs
0: mm yeah very very interesting uh and uh, it also strikes me that uh, uh most pastors that I have known um they're not afraid to try new things, no they're, they're risk not. takers right.
1: Right. I mean, you know, every time you get up on a Sunday morning and preach, in some ways you're taking a risk. Sure. Uh, so.
0: You fill in for a lot of those folks. You know that risk very well, don't you?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I've lost at that risk more than a few times. <laughs> well,
0: listen, uh, we we recognize um, that there is uh, entrepreneurship and creativity uh, in churches as uh, people, pastors, and I would say many parishioners and, and associate pastors and church elders uh, try to find new creative ways to... Uh, reach more people. How do we take that entrepreneurial spirit and apply it to the, uh, the creation of business and in developing that mindset among
1: young people in particular? Well, first of all, I think we have to see that, that getting into business is one of the best ways to get into one of the most unreached, largest mission fields in America, which is the American marketplace. We need Christians in that marketplace, not just as employees, but as employers as well. And so we need churches uh, uh, to change a mindset there that we're not just good employees, but that we also are trying to produce good employers. That would be the first thing I would do.
0: Is a part of that mindset, uh, maybe getting out of what you were describing earlier, getting out of that or getting away from that assumption that if somebody is really successful in business, that's ill-gotten gain, they've cheated, they've done something wrong, uh, they shouldn't be successful. They shouldn't uh, be able to keep the the earnings that they've uh, produced for themselves.
1: I think so. Yeah. I look. I think there's a there's a number of evangelicals, and I don't know. I don't have a percentage. I don't have a study to point to. My intuition tells me it's a sizable minority that believes uh, that people who own businesses and are successful and do have money probably have done it on the backs of other people and have uh, somehow been greedy and have. Have somehow wronged their brother uh, in in the creation of that wealth,: You think that's a minority in the church?: I do. Okay. I don't think it's the majority, but I think it's a sizable minority.
0: Mm. So having established that, where where do we go uh, maybe as a step two in terms of uh, trying to impart this entrepreneurial spirit and apply it to for-profit commercial enterprise?
1: One of the four purposes of business uh, from God is to produce products and services uh, that enable the community to flourish. Now, I didn't say that very well. One of the four purposes for business that God has created is to produce products and services that enable the community to flourish. Uh, entrepreneurship, fundamentally, is about solving problems in society and doing so in a way that the problem can remain solved in a sustainable way that's entrepreneurship, so if we define entrepreneurship that way, uh, then we can see how the church can easily get involved in the in the solution of all sorts of problems through both nonprofit and for-profit businesses. right.
0: Now, to that end, I, I, as you describe it that way, Bill English, I, I want to make a point here. And uh, this is probably something you'll relate to. Probably most people listening to our conversation will say, yeah, I've observed this as well. In my church, in the church that my my wife and son and I attend right now, there are plans underway for several of the uh, parishioners and, and one of the pastors to make, I think this will be the third year in a row that uh, they're making a uh, an official church visit to the country of Haiti there's a little tiny village in that uh, very uh, economically impoverished nation uh, where members of my church have gone for uh, two previous years in a row. And uh, we talk openly in the church about the fact that, gosh, we're, we're making these great efforts setting up farms and uh, little textile businesses and individuals and families in this otherwise impoverished region of Haiti are able to become self-sufficient and produce products and services that are yeah. valuable to others and yeah. they bless one another. We talk about this. The blessing of entrepreneurship and business in the context of foreign missions. But it just doesn't seem to hit home that we got to be doing that right here in the United States in our own neighborhood.
1: That's because it's, we. Am, we I, am, am I missing something here? No, you're not missing something, but some people are. And that is they're not seeing the American marketplace as a mission field. I mean, okay. it, it really is. It really is a mission field. When you go out, think about uh, what would have happened had Enron been run by ethical people who knew the Lord. Now, I know Kenneth Lay was supposed to have been a Christian and all that, but still, uh, think about uh, the lack of problems that we would have if our, if our uh, publicly held corporations were run by people who submitted themselves to Jesus Christ. Okay. So
0: be that as it may, that's, that's where this needs to go. Give us a couple of action steps, as you yeah, see, it, sure. as far as what we as parishioners, laity, uh, can do to uh,
1: stoke the fire, so to speak, in our own church. So some of the obstacles, I'm going to tick these off pretty quickly here. Some of the obstacles to entrepreneurship for millennials today, one is the school debt that they're coming out with. So let's build in an ethos that our students should come out of school without debt. And let's uh, figure out a way in the churches to support that, whether that's them going five or six years or seven years uh, to get their degrees, let's figure out a way to help them get through school without debt. Number two, let's put entrepreneurship in the area of education, and let's teach people that solving problems through for-profit businesses can be very honoring uh, to jesus christ number three mm-hmm. the legal obstacles in starting a business are quite high so it seems to me the lawyers in the church should uh, band together and help new businesses that way and number four let's uh, get a group of business owners around those new business businesses as to uh, advise them on what not to do <laughs> as well as on what to do sure so
0: I I love it. Uh, great action steps. Bill English, publisher of Business dot com, uh, having been with us. By the way, real quick, we've got uh, the first in the series of small business breakfast events uh, coming up just about three and a half weeks away here at on the premises of University of Northwestern St. Paul in Minnesota, right here where the uh, network is headquartered. I'm getting excited about this. I know you are too.
1: I am too. You're you're the keynote speaker, and if you can't attend on uh, in person, we are also broadcasting these. Uh, through WebEx Live. So uh, go out to MyFaithRadio.com or to Bibleandbusiness.com, uh to sign up. We would love to have you there. Christian business owner, we would love to have you there. So.
0: And how about some pastors who'd like to learn more about business yes, and uh, yeah. the plight of uh, yeah. the entrepreneur? Uh, we welcome that as well. MyFaithRadio.com. You can navigate over to the Austin Hill in the Morning page. All the info is there. And also check out Bill English at BibleAndBusiness.com. Bill, I uh, love the conversation. Thank you for uh, what you do. We look forward to seeing you again very soon. You bet. Have a good day. And you as well. 726. It's Wednesday. This is the Faith Radio Network. I'm Austin Hill. Breakpoints on the way